Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 25, verses 1 through 10. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love. For they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore she instructs sinners in the way. She leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble her way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep her covenant and her decrees. Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 16 through 25. But they and our ancestors acted presumptuously and stiffened their necks and did not obey your commandments. They refused to obey and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed among them. But they stiffened their necks and determined to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are God ready to forgive, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and you did not forsake them. Even when they had cast an image of a calf for themselves and said, This is our God who brought you up out of Egypt, and had committed great blasphemies, you and your great mercies did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud that led them in the way did not leave them by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, that gave them light on the way by which you, by which they should go. You gave your good spirit to instruct them, and did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and gave them water for their thirst. Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. And you gave them kingdoms and peoples, and allotted to them every corner. So they took possession of the land of King Sihon of Heshbon, and the land of King Og of Bashan. You multiplied their descendants like the stars of heaven and brought them into the land that you that you had told their ancestors to enter and possess. So the descendants went in and possessed the land, and you subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, land, the Canaanites, and gave them into their hands with their kings and the peoples of the land to do with them as they pleased. And they captured fortress cities and a rich land and took possession of houses filled with all sorts of goods, hewn cisterns, vineyards, olive orchards, and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate, and were filled and became fat, and delighted themselves in your great goodness. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12-22 through 22. But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you, and have charge of you in the Lord, and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, to encourage the faint-hearted, 
Help the weak. Be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good in one another and to all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Good morning and welcome to the 25th Friday after Pentecost, also the last Friday after Pentecost. I think I think this Sunday is Advent 1. Gosh, it's flown by three seasons of first formation behind us. I am Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. And this morning's readings come to us from Psalm 25, Nehemiah 9, and 1 Thessalonians 5. And I, I'm hoping you all heard it um, in verse 18 of the Thessalonians reading. Give thanks in all circumstances, kind of timely. Um, I suspect that was probably selected for a reason, but um, it, uh, the several verses... Actually, another very brief verse, the briefest, briefest verse in the New Testament is supposedly Jesus wept, uh, just two words, but verse 16 of this reading, First Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always, it's one verse, and it goes on to 17, pray without ceasing, and then finally 18, give thanks in all circumstances. Um, I wanted to talk about that, not because 16 is you know, tied for the shortest verse in the New Testament, Um but also because it, you know, it makes you wonder this. Pray without ceasing. Um, one of the things that I grew up thinking was that prayer is, you know, on bended knee, folded hands, you know, eyes closed, and you're talking to God, either audibly or not. Um, and that's one type of prayer. Um, it's not the only type of prayer. And when I would hear something like this, pray without ceasing. Um, I think, God, that that's just impossible. Like that's not realistic. Paul's Paul's exaggerating. Um, but as I've come to realize that prayer takes a lot of different forms, um, so too does rejoicing and giving thanks. There isn't one, you know, one way to do it. Um, but more importantly, um, it, I don't think it's an overstatement. I don't think he's exaggerating. I think to pray without ceasing and to rejoice always and to give thanks in all circumstances is as much about your attitude that shapes your behaviors as it is about the behaviors itself, themselves. Um, you know, to pray without ceasing is to be a prayerful person, um, to remember that so much more are prayers than you typically think about. Um, I, I sometimes, um, in conversation with, with other Christians, um, you know, it comes out like, I don't pray that much. I don't do extemporaneous prayer that much. Um, not because I don't think it works, but because I know that God hears everything that I do and everything that I believe and think and feel. You know, if God can hear our heart, he knows the prayers before they're uttered. Um, and that isn't an excuse to not pray, but it is a reminder that there's so much more that we do that is prayerful. Similarly, you know, like rejoice always. This isn't an invitation to toxic positivity, um, you know, to always have a smile on your face, but to always be thinking about the things that 
you know, like, you know, give thanks in all circumstances. Um, it's an attitude that shapes your behavior. So I think of like, you know, Paul also mentions, um, don't, uh, uh, don't despise the words of prophets. Prophets are thought of as being kind of cantankerous, you know, always looking at the, you know, the, the moldy side of the bread or something. Um, but you know, Elijah and Elisha and, um, Moses, like there are always, there were moments when they would rejoice. Um, you know, maybe at at times it, it might not come naturally to many of us, like, you know, whether that's the burning bush or, you know, uh, some other, you know, thing where, um, something happens to recognize it as coming from God and to be grateful and to be happy, um, that this thing has has happened, and being happy again, there's not just one way to do it. Um, I think the the unfortunate thing about I, it's probably human nature. I don't think it's just modern humanity, but the the hope, the expectation that we you know we know something when we see it, we know happiness when we see it, we know sadness when we see it, um, and I don't think we always do. Um, I wrote in God is a grunt that you know, um, sadness is not an emotion that's typically welcomed for men, uh, particularly military uh, folks, military men. That isn't that they don't feel sadness, but they express sadness in a very different way. Um, And it sometimes looks like anger. And the problem is that anger is another thing that has a very, you know, strict set of rules about what kind of anger is allowed for um, people in the military. Um, you know, you can be angry at the enemy, but then you have to flip that off like a switch um, and not be, you know, not rely on anger when <clears throat> something bad happens at home or something. Um, and so the attitude that we're to go about things shapes our behaviors, um, but the behaviors are not more important than the attitude, right? So in order to pray without ceasing, you have to be mindful that God knows your heart and that words might be helpful but aren't always necessary. Um, To rejoice always does not mean to have a smile on your face every second of the day. Um, It means that we, on, on, you know, a deeper level recognize um, that um, there are things that that we should rejoice at, and not always the most, um, uh, not the things that make sense. Like there's this thing that I said, throw around or say, like in Revelation, angels will sing and the the demons will will lament as cities crumble and kingdoms topple. Um, you know, if if America topples, will we cry or will we? rejoice. Um, you know, when the trumpet sound at the end of time, will we be sad for what we, you know, we're losing? Will we be afraid of the unknown or will we be happy that, that we recognize, you know, for whom the trumpet sounds and what we can look forward to because it, uh, it's sounding. Um, and I, I mentioned briefly about, you know, what is it that makes us want to, you know, know 
you know, w- what makes us expect that sadness, there's one way to express sadness or happiness or thanksgiving. Um, and I think, I don't know if that's an ancient thing or a new thing, but I do think that, you know, efficiency and, and uniformity is relatively new. And the Industrial Revolution taught us that we could make a whole, we could make so many things so like another um, that our little categories and systems of classification um, became far more counted on, I guess, than before. And so I hope that it that it is a modern thing, um, because if it is, then we can, you know, we can um, get away from it. You know, we don't have to keep stereotyping people and putting them in boxes so that we understand them and, and get our own pre-existing beliefs validated. Um, I hope that we can see the world in a much more diverse and eclectic way um, because I think that's the way that God made it. God made the world, you know, complicated, ordered, but complicated. Um, and, you know, um, if that's true, I think the good news is that, you know, you can express sadness or happiness or rejoicing in a variety of ways. Um, that it doesn't mean we have to go around with a smile on our face. It doesn't mean we have to, you know, pray before every meal and six times a day. And, you know, there's something beneath Paul's um, encouraging words. It's not that he's trying to control your behavior, but to remind you that, um, to remind you to keep an attitude of rejoicing, of thanksgiving, of, um, of prayer. Um, And that is the way that, um, that God has called us to live and that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. A prayer for joy in God's creation from the Book of Common Prayer. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in your whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.